The moment that you let go of what you should do or you stop emulating what others are doing and you do what's true to you, people recognize that because there's just something that comes from that authenticity. Let me ask you, what? why do you think I brought you back for a third time? And I wanna let you know, you're the only guest that's been on three times. Maybe it's because there's a book that is coming out. I birthed a baby book. If it's not flowing, it doesn't feel right. When you start to make art that you enjoy, that you find fun, that's what matters most. We have to give to ourselves first in order to become a selfless leader, in order to attract and magnetize the teams that we want. You're listening to the Real Business Connections Network. Real Business Connections Network. Powered powered by Balbert Marketing, LLC. Subscribe now and check us out at realbusinessconnections.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, once again to Learn, Speak, Teach on the Real Business Connections Network. I'm here again with Aaron Deal. Aaron, what's up? How are you? Oh, Ben, I'm good. I'm great. I'm so I'm so grateful that you have me back. Again, this is amazing. Like, I feel honored to be back on your show. So thank you. Yeah, I wrote this down. So this show has five different segments. I know I'm a crazy person, but learn, speak, teach this segment with international mentors. You're episode 21 and episode 64. And if someone listens to every episode of the show, I just replayed those two. So we've kind of got a three-parter here. And I wanted to have you back. Let me ask you, what? why do you think I brought you back for a third time? And I want to let you know, you're the only guest that's been on three times. Okay, I was going to ask you, and I didn't want to ask and be like presumptuous, so I f- I'm grateful, so thank you so much. And why do I think you had me back? I don't know, Ben. Maybe it's because there's a book that is coming out. I birthed a baby <laughs> book, and... There's just, we have good energy. Like we always have a great time. We have and I a great hope time. Your guests and I hope your uh, your audience and the people who listen to this show enjoy it because it's real conversation. It's real business connections. It's real. And you know what? We were talking about how, so the audience just listened to the first two episodes. We were just joking in the green room that we don't remember exactly what we talked about. That's one thing we talked about. You said you were birthing something. Oh, right. I asked if it was a child. Apparently, it wasn't a child. It was a book. Ben, great memory. (laughs) Great memory. And I'm having a flashback. You know what happened in this exact spot? I sat in this exact spot. I got an an upgrade in my podcast closet. You had a different... You're in the same spot. You look different. Yeah. It's just different light. This is the power of lighting and and curtains behind me versus polka dots on my wall. But I do remember you saying that. And that was probably the beginning of 2023. And now we're here. And a lot, a lot has happened. So much. Where's the fail? Yeah, though. You still have the fail. Yeah. So the fa- great call, the fail, yeah, is now in a different spot. It's still hung up, but it's in my office, just not in this podcast closet. So I had, listen, I had people, I had a consultant 
help me with this room. She was like, mm. you have too much going on. The focus should be on you, not the polka dots and all the things. And she was right. Ultimately, it looks way better. So thank you. Thank you, consultant, for your help. You're the star. Yes. And and it actually is more appealing to look at, I will be honest, because there was a lot going on. But that's the, It was sort of like a microcosm of my brain. There's a lot going on. But we needed to dial it down. We needed to focus in. And so that that's what I think this year 2024 is all about. Focus, dial it in. That, so I, it's interesting. I have an intention, a one word intention for every year. And my one word for 2023 was peace. Peace. And let me just tell you, I achieved that, but not in the way that I thought that I would. Okay. The universe was like, we're going to force you to learn what peace feels like because I had a concussion Mm. for about four months of 2023, which forced me to simplify my life and just really dial back the amount of things that I do. And 2024's word is all about play. And yes. I'm having more fun with sketch characters. I'm getting back. I mean, it's like I'm the, um, there's a saying, I can't remember what it is, but it's like, I'm the, I'm the teacher who doesn't do what they teach, right? Like I teach improv for business, but I wasn't actually performing and I haven't performed since before I had my son in 2019. So I'm having a lot of fun with sketch characters on Instagram. I'm using that as my playground Mm. and just really enjoying work through play and and looking at it in that lens because of the perspective changes everything. So that's my word. I'm leaning into it. Things have changed. Play. And I love that the book has so many activities that we can have fun with. Um, To avoid me butchering it because it's one of those long titles. What's the name of the book and how do we get it? And then we'll talk a little bit about it. Thank you. And thank you for reading it, Ben. That means I'm like, a, well, am I one of the first people to read it? I got you, like one of those inside copies. Yes, you're literally, let's see. I think there's probably six people I could count on my hands that have read it. Yeah. And probably 10 people have it. You're one of six who I know who have read it. What so about the people you. you can't count on your hands? I made, well, because there was only so many advanced reader copies. Oh, so yeah. So I could only give so many away. Right. So, um, yeah. So the title is mm. I See You. That is just the title. But the subtitle is A Leader's Guide to Energizing Your Team Through Radical Empathy. And it comes out February 20th. So very soon when your audience is listening and you can get it anywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble. We through pre-orders became an Amazon bestseller, which is crazy. Thank you. And then uh, one of the days that we released the pre-order announcement, we were an Amazon top new release, which is crazy. So it has been very fun. And I told you this too, very vulnerable. Um, This is like releasing art into the world. You know, it's going to be judged and criticized, but also hopefully there's a lot of people who see the art inside of it and can identify. And that was my hope in writing it is that I see you 
meaning I see the good in you. And I hope that you can see yourself in these pages. And through that lens, you can see the best in others. And, you know, I have a lot of people who, of the six, who've known me a long time. And one of them asked me this or said to me, this is not the book that I thought you would write because I teach improv for a living. Yeah. And there is a lot of improv based activities at the end of every chapter. And I do think there's some funny storytelling in there. However, the the subject matter is far deeper than just an effective communication course or presentation skills. It's a it is a leadership book mixed with comedy and spirituality, if I were to describe it. Well, it, one thing I loved is it clearly wasn't written by Mr. ChatGPT or Miss right. ChatGPT. Your voice is in it. There's yeah. Kim Kardashian jokes. You're using language patterns that aren't always in books because Aaron wrote it and it was your personality, right? Yeah, totally. That's so funny. I didn't even discover ChatGPT until after it was in, like after I turned in the manuscript. And now I use ChatGPT for everything, but I don't think I would ever use it to write a book because it's that would be, I'm sure people have done it. I, there's no way I could do it. And it was a really interesting process to write. I actually enjoyed it. I mm. loved it. I didn't think I would because I know a lot of authors have a lot of trouble and just feel it feels very grueling. This actually felt very natural. And I wanted it to feel that way intentionally. I wanted it to be a beautiful experience. So I, it was. When ChatGPT couldn't maybe we'll see what the future holds but it doesn't know your brain right it doesn't know your experiences doesn't know your stories and your ability to create these exercises and activities that maybe didn't even exist until aaron thought them up i mean you've got ideal days that has deal from aaron deal right in the name of it i don't think chat gpt came up with that right absolutely not what's yeah. an ideal day an ideal day. So this is in part one of the book. Part one of the book is all about self-love. So we have to give to ourselves first in order to become a selfless leader, in order to attract and magnetize the teams that we want. So this is the, I think it's in chapter five, and it's an exercise that I've pulled from a variety of resources, but it is a functionality of how you want to see your life in the next X amount of years. So where are you when you wake up in the morning? It takes you through guided prompts to help you understand what is it you want out of your mornings? Where do you, what's the ideal environment that you're working in? What are you wearing when you go to work? What are you doing for lunch? Who are you surrounded by in the evenings? What are you having for dinner? It's literally a roadmap so you can manifest what your idea, ideal day looks like. And I've actually, this isn't in the book, but I actually took it a step further because I used the book to create a keynote called Self-Love and Leadership. And in that keynote, I break down the ideal day as an acronym. So it helps people take action-oriented steps. So the I is your I am statement, mm. because in that book or in that keynote, we talk a lot about abundance versus scarcity. The, the, the D is, so the D is what you're going to do first. 
So what's the first thing you do when you wake up? The I is intake. What are the things that you're going to allow filtering into your brain? Is it fear? Is it the news? Is it social media? Or is it positive content? The E is, so wait, I-D-I-E. I'm spelling my last name. The E is your environment. So just like I said before, what is it that you want, where do you want to be working? Do you want to be working in your house in sweatpants and bedroom slippers? Or do you prefer wearing a suit and being in an office? H is probably my most important one. How do you feel? How are you feeling? And L is what's the last thing you do before you wind down at the end of the day? And if you can intentionally put this into practice and think about these things, you can make them happen by taking small steps. So that is not in the book. I wish yeah. it was. It came to me after, but we give you the, the prompts and all of the exercises in the ideal day lead you through this function. But the acronym stands for basically all of those things. And I am living proof it works. I did this years ago and I'm living my ideal day. You want to coach me, Aaron? Yeah, let's so, do it. Okay. Well, because the listener is going to, the book's in the notes. If they can't afford it, I'll buy the first five copies for them. They're going to read Aww. the book. We'll go through a couple activities. But since this isn't in the book, and since I'm not in the book, let's do something that's never been done before. So ideal, starting with I am, assuming I, I, I'm, I'm doing okay for myself, Aaron, but assuming I'm not where I need to be. Yep. What does an I am statement look like for me? I love it. Okay, so let's start here. What is a statement and limiting belief that you might have day after day? Because let me share this with you really quick. This mm. is a fascinating study. This is data to prove that we don't think kind thoughts. So according to the National Science Foundation, a study from 2005 showed that the average human thinks between 50,000 to 80,000 thoughts per day. Wow. Of those 80 to 50 or 50 to 80,000, 6,200 of them form thought worms that are our sentences. Of those 6,200 thought worms, so words forming together to form a sentence, what percentage of those do you think are negative thoughts? 85. Close, 80. Yes, 80%. And what's even more fascinating is that 95% of those thoughts are repeating thoughts. Mm. So what is a statement that you constantly say to yourself that is not kind? I'm lazy. I am lazy. What's okay. funny is this actually happened this morning in the gym. I in, I hired a personal trainer recently. We haven't talked about this. I've been working with him for over four months. In my 30s, I'm probably in the best shape of my life, but I still joke with him. Like he, I'm doing more weight than I've ever done. Yeah. But I'm always tired. I never want to push myself. I'm, I'm even telling him today, well, who do I have to prove? I'm yes. a lazy guy. I'm tired. And he's like, okay. you're always tired, Ben. He even joked to me. He's like, you seem like you're always tired. And I'm telling him I'm lazy. 
Okay, so you're telling him the the thought that keeps repeating itself. I'm not actually I, lazy, though, Erin. I know, just... <laughs> I know. But it's the thing you're saying. So here's what you're going to do. This is actually another activity in the book. I know we're going to go through the ideal day. I know this is drawing it out, but there's so much inside of it. So yeah. anytime you tell yourself, I am lazy, you're going to do an activity from Chapter 6 called New Choice, okay? Mm. So when you start saying, I am lazy... In that moment, you're going to catch yourself. You're going to clap. There you go. <laughs> I read it. I read it. You read it. You now say new choice. And new you're choice. Going, new choice. You're going to then, this is a very important step. You're going to forgive yourself. So say, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Because you're a human being and, and we all do it, right? 80% of our, 80% of our thoughts are negative. Okay. Science tells us that. Then you're going to reframe that negative thought with a more kind, loving, and positive thought instead. So instead of I am lazy, what would you say? I am. In that scenario, the reason I'm saying I'm lazy is because I'm feeling uh, dizziness or tiredness from exerting my body. So it's like I am – I'm putting – I'm putting effort into growing myself. There it is. I love it. Okay, so you just went from a scarcity statement to an abundance statement, right? So that is your I of ideal day. I am putting effort into growing myself. That's your I am. I am putting effort into growing myself. So you start every morning now, your ideal day with this I am statement. You can write it down. You can have it on a post-it note on your mirror. You could put it on your computer. So when you look at your computer, it's right there. But so we want to reframe those those negative thoughts with kinder, more loving thoughts. And the I am statement is reminding us who we are because that is who we are. That mm. is what you're doing. But you're telling yourself something different. So you want to go to the D? Yeah, D was do first. Okay. So what's the first thing you're going to do in your ideal day after you wake up? Besides like go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, all of that stuff. What's the first thing? Just chug a bunch of water, cow. Yes, that's great. Okay, so you're going to chug a bunch of water. For some people, it could be they meditate or they journal or they read or they go for a walk. So that's your do first. Your I is intake. What is the first thing or the type of thing that you're going to intake in your ideal day? I like to I like to listen to audiobooks and read yes. along. Yes. That was the one thing. Are you going to do an audio version yes. of the book? So Audible will be out as well. That I'm a slow reader. That was my only, that was the biggest issue. I read, usually Aaron, I listen to the audio while I, I read. So okay. the narrator kind of reads it to me and it's like kind of oh. a fun experience, but yeah. I love that. Yes. It will come out uh, around February 20th, hopefully that same day. Perfect. If not a couple of days later. So, okay. So you're going to intake Audible. What type of content are you reading? Usually it's mindset, personal growth, marketing, or sales. Love, love. And I want the reason that the I is intake because our thoughts are a product of our environment, right? And so the type of content you're allowing yourself to see is should be content that helps you grow. 
right? Or content that lifts you up. When we turn on the news first thing in the morning, when we open our phones and look at social media, we are not giving to ourselves. And the whole part, the whole first part of this book is all about giving to ourselves first in order to give to others. So it's putting on your own oxygen mask first, filling your tea kettle so you can fill other people's cups, those analogies. But it's so true. Like you have nothing to give if you haven't given to yourself. So that's so your it's eye. not it's not selfish. It is not selfish. It's the opposite. It's actually selfless. Yeah, because and we'll talk about energy in a minute, but I, I want to keep you through the ideal day, but it's okay. all about energy. It's all about energy. So, OK, the next part, the E, I-D-I-E is environment. environment. So where are you working? What What does that look like? What's the ideal environment for you? Working like work. Like what I'm doing right now work. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, this is actually interesting because I I can't recall. I think the past two episodes I was in my previous environment started with COVID started a podcast out of the guest bedroom with a green cloth hanging behind me. And I made a financial and time investment because this is a 15 to 20 minute drive. It costs money to rent this space. But I have a distraction-free work environment in a collaborative art studio that the moment I walk out of the door, I'm just littered with art. Littered's the wrong wow. word. I'm just loved on with art. Yes. Um, and there's, I love my dogs. I love my girlfriend and their, her kids. I love all of it, but there's a lot of distractions. So when I'm doing a podcast or putting eight straight hours into straight work, here I am. I so love I, I think that I'm working on, I think I got that one down pretty good. Good. Okay. And here's a fun thing to think about too, that tells you a lot about yourself. What's your ideal wardrobe in that environment? What are you wearing? What's funny is I'm wearing a blue sweatshirt. I'm all blue. Pretty much nine days out of 10, I just wear a black t-shirt and blue jeans yeah. I like watches. I like shoes. That's where I style it up. Um, but I'm, I don't, I, I put on a black t shirt and blue jeans and I just rock my minimalist self most of the time. Yes. I love it. Very Steve Jobs of you. Very Steve mm-hmm. Jobs. No turtleneck, though. No, no turtleneck. turtleneck. Okay. Okay. And then H, how are you feeling? What is your ideal? Can I speak words? What is your ideal day? feeling what are you like if you could rate your energy or give an adjective to describe how you're feeling in that ideal day what would it be i love being focused Mm. on the task that i'm currently doing not previous tasks or future tasks so present and focused and tremendously curious and excited Mm. about what i'm doing I love tremendously curious. That is such a good way to describe it. You have a fantastic podcast. You've done interviews. You've been on podcasts. You tell me, how does it feel when you're either interviewing someone or being interviewed and you just feel like out of the present moment? Like if it's not flowing, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. I mean, you're so right. Present is a great word. I have a bracelet that I wear always that says be here now. Mm. And I, that is just such a great reminder, just being present, being in that moment, because when you aren't, 
You can feel it. And I think for me, the best interviews are when I have a script, but we just flow and there's there's loose conversation around it. Like, for example, right now, you didn't know I had this acronym because it's not in the book. And so we're flowing, you know. And so I think that that's really great that and being tremendously curious is such a fun way to live that that throws back into play because when you're curious, you just find things that you typically wouldn't on surface. So that speaks a lot to to who you are. You're a wonderful interviewer. I've sat with you three times. Three times. Time, yeah, you're crushing it. So thank you. Can I reflect for a quick, quick moment? Yes, please. The marketer in me. I so. No. Oh, what was that? That was my watch. I don't know what just happened. See, not present. I am present, but somehow the technology in today's society takes us out of the present moment. Keep going. Everyone wants an opportunity. If if the watch wants to be on the podcast, yeah, let's do it. What was I even saying? Okay, so what I was, what I was, our show. What I what I was saying, simply put, is um, the marketer in me like knows. I read the book. I know what led me up. I know what specific topics I think would be great to tackle, but the creative in me, the curiosity in me, the spiritual person in me is like, oh, she just said something that's not in the book that I didn't expect, and I actually have no clue where this conversation is going to go. That's where I want to take it. The marketer in me knows that that might not be the best formulaic route for a good podcast. The creative in me doesn't care. If it's a good podcast. Can I want... say something to that? Yeah. Because <laughs> I love this. And we'll get to the L in a minute. I saw this video recently about art and about yeah. creatives. And it said, when you start to make art that you enjoy, that you find fun, that's what matters most. Because when we market for the people, when we think this is what the people will want, the people know that they're being marketed to. But yeah. when you see a, a person in deep conversation like this or a person who's breaking character, if they're playing a sketch comedy character, because they're like so in that moment, it's making them laugh. Yeah, That is where the pure joy comes in. And so that's ultimately when I told you my word for the year is play. I mean that mm. exactly through the same lens. I'm going to play for me. Because I have tried to be every version of myself that I thought I should be for other people. And I've tried to make art and do things for people. And what, you know, I'm, I work with organizations. I make workshops that I know people want and need. And that is amazing because I'm giving them something. But this book and this this is now for me. And, yeah. and it's helping other people through that lens. And ultimately, it healed me in the writing of it. And the creation of the play that came afterwards. So and it you heals others. You, ben. Yeah. It heals others. Deal. And that's something right. something that's in my head, I think I said something like, and I don't care if it's a good podcast. I do care that it's a good podcast, but I believe that if I do what's best for me and what's best for Aaron, the people that need it will receive it. So it's not about manipulating dialogue or circumstance to match my target market's profile. It's just doing what feels right. And the people that need it, grab something and run with it. So true. So true. And, you know, podcasts, creations for social media, marketing yourself, 
as a personal brand or as a brand, the moment that you let go of what you should do or mm. you stop emulating what others are doing and you play close to your spine, that's something we say in improv is play close to your spine and you do what's true to you, people recognize that because there's just something that comes from that authenticity and that genuineness that relates more to people than, you know, this is what my audience needs because this is what they do. And I know this specific thing will help them. You want to guide the conversation towards being helpful, but not at the expense of losing the soul of the conversation. I don't even know what to say. I don't either. <laughs> you know what? I'll say one thing that's on my mind. I think they're both correct. Yeah, I do too. Especially, so I'm a 32-year-old dude that is going through a lot of inward experience lately after losing a mother and going through different life things that have caused me to go inward and think about my life and my death and things like that. The 22-year-old in me needed a three-step process to get through school, to start my first job, to be successful in business. So I feel like different mediums serve us at different places. So there isn't really a right or wrong. You said it. There isn't a should. It just depends on what you need at this time in your life. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And I also think that art comes from those those healing moments. There's there's a quote by Rumi, and I hope I don't mm. botch it, but um Cracks are where the light comes in. I think that's what it is. I like it. And truly, this book would not have been written unless I cracked, which we talked about in one of your past episodes. Yeah. The the birth of my newfound re, return to play would not have happened without having an experience that cracked me wide open and I had to heal myself. So I think all of it is a part of our journey. We're here for a reason. We're here to help people for a reason. And it's through our own experience and life experience that we can turn it into art that will help people. But we have to really experience it. We can't just disassociate from it. We have to experience it. And I think this leads here. I'm going to, I'm going to get back to the ideal day because the yeah. L is important because it's the last thing you do before you wind down. So what would you say your L would be, Ben? That's last thing you do. Mm -hmm. For your head hits the pillow. Currently? <laughs> well, what would your ideal day person do? What would you do in your ideal day? So currently, I watch a little bit of Netflix, and I'm on my phone a little bit. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Yeah. But I do think that I probably could create more space between doing that and hitting the head on the pillow. Um, drink a little bit of water, brush my teeth, maybe take a little CBD if I'm a little wound up. Yeah. Um, and usually I plan my day in the morning. I find I'm more effective if I plan it the day before. Me so too. maybe take uh, three to five minutes to just outline what, visualize what tomorrow is going to look like prior than it being the day of. I love that. 
I love all of those things. I will add one thing. Can I give you a suggestion that you might want to think about just before you go to snooze? Yes. If you can either write them down or list them in your head or out loud, 10 things you're grateful for. Right. From that day, from that day. So, I mean, it could be as simple as I got to work out this morning. I drank all the water I should. I'm grateful that I had dinner with my girlfriend and her dogs and her children. Like things that you, that happen throughout your day that are wins, but you might not quantify them as a win in that moment. Just putting that thought into your brain as you put your head on the pillow Mm. really helps transform, I think, your sleep and then how you feel the next day. I love it. And part of that, I can imagine, is environment. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for the place that I work and the people I'm around and the conversations I get to have and the water bottle and the laptop. Water. It, it doesn't have, I don't have to scale a summit to be grateful, do I? That's right. That's right. And that's, I think, something that brings more abundance to our life and allows us to be in the present moment. So just a thought to add to what your your amazing list is, but mm. it really does make a difference. And when you live your ideal day, every day, you start to feel as if your cup is full. You start to feel surrounded by beauty. Things and people seem easier to handle. And then you have more energy to give to other people. Because you can't really give from that empty cup. You can't. And when you do, that's when it feels hard. That's when the scarcity mindset comes in. So self-love is not selfish. No. And that is a big reason I wrote the book is because I I didn't take care of myself for a long time in the way that I should have until I was somewhat forced to. And it changed my life. In the book, you talk about that self-love. I love your vulnerability and all the exercises and activities. And it's self-love, it's filling your cup. But then you also talk about selfless leadership and creating a culture around it. That's, I don't, it's not linear. It's not like A and then B, but let's just look at it linearly. You fill your cup, then you start filling others. What, What does that empathetic leadership, what does that selfless culture, magnetic culture? What does it look like? Why is it important? You tell me. Yeah. I think every company organization is concerned about attracting and retaining top talent or talent period, right? And when you think about why people stay in jobs, they don't necessarily stay in the job for the job. A lot of the time they stay or they leave because of the leader that they are being led by. I'm a testament to both. I had a job with, I will, I call this person Chad in the book with a leader who did not see me for me, who saw me as a stepping stone on the corporate ladder versus the ladder of empathy. And I left that job after a year and a half of being completely beat down, miserable and burnt out. I then met Jen D'Angelo, my former boss, And she was the selfless leader that I'd always wanted to be led by. And I didn't know what that looked like until she was the case study. 
And she showed me what selfless leadership looked like through her actions. She first and foremost gave to herself. She had so many self-care practices. She encouraged us to go to the gym during our lunch break. She made us want to be better people. And she treated each one of us as if we were nine women in this office. She saw every single one of us for who we are, our strengths, our weaknesses. She, uh, she played to our strengths. She celebrated everything from birthdays to engagements to anniversaries. No person was spared in the celebration. She loved a party and she truly cared about the work and, but more importantly, the people and anyone who knows Jen will attest that she is one of the best leaders you'll ever have in your life. I'm still so close with her and she changed my own leadership style. But what she did was I didn't think I was going to stay in the job with her for a long time. I came to that job looking for it to be a stepping stone to a whole other life. I ended up staying there for five and a half years because of Jen, because I wanted to work for her. And because of who she was, she attracted this beautiful culture of human beings around us who also stayed. And when I started to build my own company, I recognized that that's what real leadership looks like, selfless leadership. And it has created a beautiful set of core values that we hire. And we also make sure that we are applying to our lives every single year in our reviews. We have biannual reviews. And it's through those core values that we have attracted this amazing, diverse, beautiful pool of 22 improv professionals. I have five internal team members, include six, including myself and 22 people who deeply care about humanity and making the world a better place. And I've Jenna, one of, I also write about Jenna in the book has been with us seven years and we've only is, been around 10. Is Jenna the one who was like an intern part-time and tell the story of Jenna. This is probably my favorite story as a leader. So Jenna McDonald is our VP of client experience, but she did not start out that way. Jenna was an intern at Improve It. She was 21 years old, very shy, very timid, didn't speak up a lot and started to just love coming to our office. We had this great intern program. And when her internship ended, we saw her blossom and she said, you know, I don't have a job yet. Can I stay a little longer, which is unheard of. And so we said, we can't pay you, but if you want to like volunteer to come in a couple of days a week, we love it. And she said, yes, it's the best part of my week. She wow. commuted for the t from the suburbs of Chicago to our office. And so she continued to work with us until one day, probably a couple of months in, she said, Erin, can I have your name to use as a reference? I'm applying for this job. And I immediately remember I was driving in my car. I swerved to the curve, almost hit a squirrel. And I thought to myself, no way, like I cannot lose Jenna. So I let go some of my salary, figured out how to give her a part-time job. She started, she stayed with us part-time. We were asked by the Obama Foundation to facilitate their first ever training day in Chicago. And we were facilitating um, and training a group of 25 trainers who would then train 250 participants the day of this event. 
Jenna got to be a participant because she was a citizen of Chicago. And so we asked her client. She said yes. And what happened at this event was the day ended after going through several rounds of creating a project with small groups that would then be used as a set opportunity to create positive change in the city of Chicago. And each group chose a person idea or a person's idea as the winning idea. And then that winner would have to present to the collective 250 people. Of the little, Obama Foundation. Of the Obama Foundation. Little did anyone know that Barack Obama was there himself to judge the competition. So Jenna, shy, timid Jenna, goes up in front of 250 people, which is her nightmare, and then presents her idea and goes back and forth with a president, a former president, for 10 minutes. And he joked with her, I have it on camera, it's exactly 10 minutes, and then comes back to me with her mouth open wide, like, oh my God. After this whole presentation ended, she gives me this hug. And literally, as we're hugging, she gets tapped on the shoulder by like three different news outlets. And so that day changed her entire life. Mm. I watched her go from a young professional with little confidence to becoming a very confident, I could cry, talk about just amazing professional. She has brought in clients from India, from the UK. She is our top salesperson at our company. If you call into the Improve It website, you're going to talk to Jenna. And it's because she started to see herself for how wonderful she is that she was able to do what she did with a former president. And now clients commend her all the time on how wonderful she is to work with. And it's such a wonderful journey to witness her growth. I'm so literally, she is the case study of improvement. She is, she is, she is phenomenal. And I'm so proud of her. So she's been there seven years. She's taken, we have a seven year sabbatical. So after you've been here seven years, you get a month off paid sabbatical. She's going on her seven year sabbatical this year. And I wrote an entire chapter about that experience because it was incredible. So if we want to call Jenna and ask her about meeting Obama, how do we do that? You said we reach out on the Improve It website. Yes. Go to, go to learntoimproveit.com and submit a contact us form and you can ask Jenna herself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, she to this day can't even believe it happened to her. And I still can't. It was, I mean, I can't because I knew how wonderful she was, but it was her showing that to herself that changed everything. Can I highlight uh, an interesting inflection point? Yeah. She reached out, hey, I need you to be a reference, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And you almost hit a squirrel. You're like, no way. And what do we do in improv? Yes, and. No way. Pump the brakes is, that's an inflection point to me. So like, why was it that you... I'm I'm not yes ending this one. I'm no way in this one. Like, why was it that that was, when do you know, the real question is, when do you know not to yes and rather than to no way it? <laughs> but how, let me say this, that no was a yeah. yes it was to a yes. her being with us for, for a longer period because. It was a I, yes and 
come back and I'm going to figure out how to get you to work here forever. And that no was a, it was a turning point because up until that point, we had been going along business as usual. And it, it was almost like a scene stopper because Jenna wouldn't be a part of that scene anymore. So I had to yes and our future. And make sure she was still a part of it. And and none of that would have happened without her. I, I couldn't do this work without her, truly. She is such a part of our culture. And anyone who talks to her just loves her. There's My husband just, like, loves Jenna because she is just the kindest human being. And she she genuinely cares so much about people. And she finally saw how to care for herself. And that's what changed everything. So learn to improve it.com. I can ask her a question about meeting Mr. Obama. Yes, please do it. <laughs> She'll love it. She'll actually get such a kick out of it. Do it. How else can I support you other than having you back on another three oh. times? Oh my God. I love you, Ben. No, this, you are incredible. Thank you for, for believing in me, for reading this book for giving this opportunity to chat with your audience again. For me, the message that this book conveys of self-love plus selfless leadership is really all I ask that you continue to spread because I'm here as a light worker to give love to the world, to show love, to, to be love. And I don't think that corporate America and or business talks about love enough. And so if we can make the places where we spend the most of our time a loving, kind, compassionate environment where we see the differences in others, but we support them and celebrate them, to me, that message being carried on, whether it's if you share the book or you share this episode or you share just a podcast episode that I've done with you in the past that talks about love, for me, that's that's enough. It's just spreading the message to as many people as possible. I love it. If you have time, Erin, give us one activity from the book that we didn't already talk about that we can go and implement and start spreading that love, start getting that momentum, start integrating it into our lives. We have time for that. Yeah. And here's the deal. I think I've given you ideal day. New yes. choice. New choice. This this is the third one that I think, and I even say this in the book, if you take anything from this book, take this activity. It's called Empathy. It's in part two, all about selfless leadership. So let's do it, okay? This is how it works. You have a partner, and this is this is a forced activity, but you can apply it to any conversation moving forward. So Ben and I are partners. Ben, can you share with me the biggest challenge that you have in your life right now. What is it? On this podcast? Yeah. Tell oh. us. Or pick one, pick one you want to share. No, it's it it's what's interesting is this won't come we'll see what happens when this comes out. But my biggest challenge is I recently Grow Getters Only is a free monthly networking event. And I recently launched the private exclusive group where we meet weekly. And my biggest challenge is finding and onboarding the right members to really make it a fruitful group um, because I've never ran a community before. 
Okay. I love that. So here's what happened. Ben just told me this challenge. He's he's partner one. Mm. Partner two, I'm going to repeat that challenge back as if I am in the first person. Tell me the name of it again. Grow Getters. Grow Getters Partner. Only. Grow Getters Only. So I have launched this new program, Grow Getters Only, and it is now a membership group. And I am asking people to come into the group, but I'm trying to find the right people to make it fruitful because I want to get the right people into this membership site that I've never done before to make it grow and be as prosperous as possible. I didn't say it word for word, but did I get the general idea? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so then... That is me listening to you, putting it in first person. And let me tell you what went through my mind, saying it in first person for me as you. I was actually feeling what it felt like to have a membership program, because I've had one before, and it not go well. And I actually had a little pit in my stomach because I know that feeling when something's not working and you want it to work. And so this activity empathy is really meant for you to take really a as a human being listen to the person talking and then filter the conversation through your mind as if you are that person so it's putting on their shoes it's not just putting on their shoes it's like putting on a pair of their nike dunks and walking in it for a few seconds because what that does is it allows us to not just hear but to feel what you are feeling and i did feel that when i did it in the first person as you. Do you want to try it? If I give you a challenge, do you want to try it and try see how it feels? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Biggest challenge. The biggest challenge in my life right now is I am in need of serious rest. I have created a lot of things these past six months, and I know that the next few months are going to be really busy. So I'm finding it hard to rest when there's a lot of social obligations, work obligations, and I have sick family members. And what I really need is some downtime and some time to give to myself. So okay? I, re- I repeat that. Yep. And first person. So I'm in need of some rest. I've just put many months into building things, new opportunities, creating new things, but I've got sick family members. I need time for myself. Even Jenna's taking a sabbatical because rest is so important. And uh, I need to find the balance between all these things I'm creating and the rest that I deserve. That's it. Okay. How did that feel for you to say that in in first person? It's exactly what I'm going through as well, Erin. Yeah. (laughs) So you can relate. And then it also you filter it through your own brain and think, wow, I need that too. I'm sure a lot of people listening can feel that same feeling. So you can apply this exercise. It's You do it first as a forced activity, but then let's say a, a direct report comes up to you and they have a problem. You can use this as an opportunity to filter what they're going through in first person through your own mind. You can even say it out loud because that what that does is it takes your own agenda out of it and it makes the conversation about them, which is what they're coming to you about anyway. You're not filtering it through your own lens. You're filtering it through their lens. I like that. And it makes sense. There's been times I worked retail. I was silly. I was young. I was in a managerial role, but I was very 
emotionally detached probably at that time. I was just all over the place going to school. I had an employee that was very stressed, but I didn't take the time to understand why she was stressed. And I just viewed it as bad behavior. But yeah. I can only imagine, Erin, if I understood what she was going through, it would make a lot more sense and I could have served her better. Exactly. And here's the thing. We know people aren't going to stay in jobs forever. Yeah. But I'm sure if, and this isn't a dick on you, if you would have taken the time to really see her in that moment, she probably will look back and think, wow, what a great leader Ben was. And not saying you were a bad one, but I'm sure there's been opportunities where you have given that thought and that time to somebody who is going through something. And they'll think back on that experience with you and say, man, Ben really saw me. And I'm so grateful he took that time. I, I just had a team member come to me recently and have a tough conversation about my performance, okay? And truly, she did it with grace and mm. compassion. And I am so grateful that I listened because I know that she walked away from that saying, I can go to Erin for anything because she listened to me and I actually implemented what she, what she gave me feedback on. And I also felt as though I was able to put myself in her shoes, being the person having to give me that feedback and say, wow, that must've been hard for you to deliver, but I'm so grateful that you did. And it just transformed our relationship. And we're better because of it in so many ways. And she's a huge part of our business. And I'm so glad that we had that talk. And I am I know she walked away feeling grateful for the conversation. And I walked away feeling grateful for it, too, because it, it helped our business. What you just said was kind of like an aha unlock for me. Like, just the acknowledgement of how difficult it must have been to bring that conversation up is such an unlock for me because it's like, oh my gosh, just imagine how difficult it would have been to come with this hard conversation that I don't even know what to say like that, that completely changes my perspective. This isn't like someone attacking me. This is someone being courageous to have this conversation. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, if we're not giving to ourselves, if we aren't in a proper energy headspace, mm where we don't have clarity of our own emotions, we're not able to receive that. But when we have given to ourselves and we are able to then have our cups filled, that's why every morning I do the same thing because I know this is how I have to start my day or I'm not going to be able to give to anybody. And when you're able to to give to yourself and get those filter in your own emotions and needs and wants, you're able to, to sit and listen and really understand holistically what has happened. It's just, it's clarity. It's, it's, um, it's also really coming home to ourselves and understanding ourselves more. It's a lot of self-work to be a selfless leader. It's self-work to be selfless. It really is whole nother talk right there but yeah it really is and i think everybody listening i hope you have a leader in your life who you can think of who is selfless and how they've impacted your life 
And that's what I, I, I want to continue to spread is more selfless leaders who genuinely care for their people because it's a ripple effect. When you care for your people, they care for you and then they care for others. So on and so on. Let's end it there, Erin. Until part four. <laughs> I will be back anytime. Thank you so much. This always is such a great conversation. You're such a good interviewer. So thank you. Thank you. Where did I find you again? Um, no clue. The future. Oh, yeah. Christo. It's yeah. really funny. So, and this is just me ad-libbing here, but I listen to... Aaron on Chris Doe's podcast, I reach out and go, hey, I liked your interview, blah, blah, blah. These are some things I loved about it. And then Aaron's on my show three times. So literally just taking a tiny action to show someone you appreciate what they do can lead to collaboration, friendship, millions of different things. I forgot that's where I found you. That's hilarious. I'll have, I still talk to Chris Doe. So, and he actually endorsed my book. So you'll have, yes. So I'll have to tell him that. That's so funny. That was a long time ago. That was like 2021. 2021. Do you think Chris would be on the podcast? I think he should. You should say, I've had Erin deal three times. She said, tell him that you're a disciple. <laughs> and, <laughs> and say, I would love for you to say, I found Erin on your show. I would love for you to come on my show. And, and say Aaron Deal said that you had to. I like he, to poke him a little bit. He, he he is funny. He had me on the show kind of like, I think, curiously courageous, you know, because he's he's never done improv. He classifies himself as a loud introvert. Yeah. And I, him and I just, we can banter. It's so fun. I love he's him. Fun. He's a good, good guy. Yeah. Another person that's been on his show that was on my show, I'll put this in the show notes as well, is Brandma. Phyllis, the ghetto country brand mother. She was episode, I forget the number. We'll put that in the show notes too, but she's one of Chris's clients. She is like the branding OG and that's a great episode. So another shout out. I'm just poaching all Chris's best guests. It sounds like, Do oh my it. God. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah, he has a very loyal audience. I heard mm. probably the most from his audience that I've heard on any show. Not that I'm saying that your peeps haven't said hi. People say hi. But he has like, they call themselves the disciples. They, they are like a tight group. And um, he's just, he's great. So anything Chris does, I'm here for it. And he endorsed my book. He's so fantastic. Like he is a really great brand graphic designer brand builder he's he's a very smart dude so we'll see what happens i know we're over an hour in but someone's listening right now and we gotta somehow outdo the disciples yes. so go show aaron some love right now send some obama questions via learn to improve it.com for jenna um even if we get to 70 percent, the level of engagement is the i think i Chris has a big audience. He does. He does. Wait, but we're strong. A, we're strong. I have a here. gift for your audience. Do you okay. want? Okay. Yes. Okay. So yeah. listen, listen up. What is the name of your audience? What do we call it? What do we call your audience? I don't have a name. The Alperts. Let me think. I got to yeah. think about it. Grow getters. Grow getters. There it is. Okay. Grow getters. Here's the deal. 
So if you want some consistency in your life this year in 2024, we have a four-step consistency planner. It's absolutely free. And you can go to, I'll give you the link to pop it in the show notes here, Ben. And all you do, get it to your email. It will come to you. It is this beautiful four-page PDF that will help you set up. It's pulls from the ideal day, your routine, because if you're having trouble keeping a routine, this will help you keep it in check. So let me, let me give that to your peeps for free and I'll send you the link and you can pop it in the show notes and say hi too. You can say hi to me with all the contact info. Um, but I, I mean, listen, you're doing amazing work. This podcast has grown leaps and bounds. And so I'm so proud of you because when I knew you to now, you're doing the most and it's showing. I'm just, I'm leaping off your shoulders, Aaron. Jump, jump. Couldn't have done it without you. Send me that link so we can make sure that happens. I'm going to do it right now. And I'm so grateful to your audience for just having me back. Thanks for for embracing this and embracing this conversation. Till next time. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste. Oh, hey, you're still here. Thanks for listening. If you need to take off, that's quite all right. I do have something brand new and exclusive to share. If you believe more hands-on training, peer accountability, and direct access to some of our guests from this very show would be a helpful addition to the podcast, do me a favor and head over to growgettersonly.com. That's grow, G-R-O-W, getters, G-E-T-T-E-R-S, only. Dot com, growgettersonly.com. Here you can unlock instant access to exclusive high-level mentors, training, networking, accountability, and hot seat coaching alongside fellow growth-obsessed entrepreneurs and business professionals just like yourself. All for guess what? One dollar. That's right, one dollar for 30 days. What's a grow getter? In short, a growth focused individual, especially in the business realm, who combines the relentless energy of a go getter with a constant pursuit of self improvement and collaboration. Is that you? Head to growgettersonly.com for some community support. This is not for you if you're looking for a quick fix rather than long term growth. Collaboration and learning from others just doesn't seem to appeal to you. You're not ready to be part of a community that relentlessly pushes boundaries. Complacency is your comfort zone. It's not for you. If it is for you, and if you didn't turn this off yet, I do presume you're a grow-getter. And I'd love to invite you to join my new collective, Grow-Getters Only. Basically, cost to check it out, $1 for a month. It's basically free. Everything is over at growgettersonly.com. Just like I said, growgettersonly.com. Oh, yeah. And one last thing. We do put on free events as well if you can't afford the dollar. (laughs) Jokes aside, I'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you.